I need for you to walk alongside of me, the I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I thank you, Father God, that your people's hearts are open on today. And their hearts are in every assignment that the enemy would send out against us on today, verbally, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. I bind right now in the name of Jesus. I come against oppression and depression right now in the name of Jesus. I command them to go in Jesus' name. I command right now every demonic attack to go right now in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, God, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We glorify you and magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew, the eighth chapter, and let's hear what God has to say. Matthew, the eighth chapter. I'm going to begin at verse five. I'm going to end at verse eight. Matthew, the eighth chapter, beginning at verse five, ending at verse eight. And Matthew is the beginning of the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And now the word of God reads. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a satyrian beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I want to talk about this morning, faith is not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling. I'm going to tell you, God is so good because when God give you a word, first he give it to you for yourself. And then as you go through that word for yourself, you have a word for the people of God. Amen. When God gave me this word, faith is not a feeling. I don't know about you, but some mornings I could wake up and I have a certain way I feel. And I know that certain way I feel is not about God. So when I woke up the other morning, I was feeling a certain way. And when I went in the bathroom, I heard the Holy Spirit saying, faith is not a feeling. Because the enemy want to bring all kind of attacks to your mind and make you think opposite of what God has already said. Come on, can I get a witness? Come on, when you wake up, the battle is on. The battle in your mind is on because when God give you a word from him, the enemy try to come in and steal that word because the Bible says that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. So what he's after is the word of God. If he can get the word of God from you, he can destroy you. He can kill you, and he knows that. So when those thoughts start hitting my mind, I was reminded that faith is not a feeling. So God was telling me, he said, you can't go on how you feel. You can't go on how it appear to be. You got to go on what I said. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. If you're going on your feelings, you're not going on what the word of God is saying unto you. Because sometimes our feelings will override what the word of God has already said. And I know it's in this room because I know the spirit of God is talking. Just this morning, you probably woke up feeling some kind today. Feeling like, God, I'm tired of going through the same thing. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being oppressed. God is change gonna come. Faith is not a feeling. 
You don't go on how you feel, because if you go on how you feel, you won't get out the bed. If you go on how you feel, you will just be laying around all day and not caring about anything. You don't go on how you feel. You go on what the word of God is saying unto you. So I said, okay, God, speak to me through your word. And I'm telling you, he was speaking so much. So I'm just going to give you what he has given me. And when the Holy Spirit say, that's enough, that'll be enough. Amen. So he started with this centurion. And the way he started with it, the Bible said that this centurion came to Jesus. See, the problem is when we're going through, when we're having these feelings, when we're emotionalized, we don't go to Jesus. We don't go to the word of God. We try to fix it ourselves. We try to figure it out. We try to buy ourselves out. We try to find things to do to bring us that feeling that we want to feel. I'm here to tell you, faith is not about feeling. Faith is believing what God said and taking him at his word. And even if you're looking right at it, you say, I don't go on what I see. I go on what he said. I'm here to tell y'all, faith is not a feeling. Look at your neighbor and say, faith is not a feeling. You don't base your feelings on how you feel. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Faith is not a feeling. You base yourself upon the word of God. Not on how you feel. If you keep going on how you feel, you're not going to receive what God has said. Some of us are not receiving what he has said because we're going more on feeling than we're going on the word. Come on, you act like you okay, but you ain't feeling okay. You can't be acting. You got to say, I may feel this way, but this ain't what the word of God has to say. So he had to come to Jesus. He said, you got to come to me. He said, you got to go to the word of God. So this satyrian, he wasn't even in covenant with Jesus. But I know he heard about Jesus. That's why the Bible say faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So he came to Jesus and when he came to Jesus, he presented his case. I'm going somewhere with this. He began to tell Jesus. He said, I have a servant who's laying at home and he's sick with palsy. He's grievously tormented. That means that this man was vexed. He was in so much pain that he could not rest. So this satyrian had to present his case to Jesus. Where am I going with this? Some of y'all act like nothing is wrong with you. You act like you ain't got a situation. You act like you ain't got a problem. You act like you all right, but you're not. And that's why Jesus paid the price. Quit acting like you got it all together. Ain't a person in this building that got it all together. The only way you got it all together is in your spirit, but your soul is in a battle every day. So he presented his case. Some of us deny it when people come up to you and they say, oh, you look like you um, got a cold. I ain't got no cold. You're lying. And the enemy, no. As long as you say what you ain't got, he's going to use it against you. You need to say, yes, a cold is trying to come at me. But by Jesus stripes, you got to present your case. You got to lay it down. Quit trying to hide behind what's going on with you. They had to tell him what was going on like he didn't know it, right? 
He told him what he was going through. Some of you are tormented. Some of you are vexed. Some of you are really going through in your mind. You tore up from the flow up. But I know a man that you can go to and you can say, Father, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like I can't make it another day. But God, this is what you said. I'm presenting my case. Come on, let's quit acting like nothing is wrong with you. Present your case unto the Father. Let him know what's going on with you. That's between you and God. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you the word of God to strengthen you. Quit acting like you got it going on. So you present your case. You let him know, yes, God, I'm in pain. But I don't have to be in pain. But the problem is you're going to stay in pain if you don't know what the word says. This centurion knew what the word was saying. He heard the word. He told him what his servant was going through. So I'm here to tell you, you don't have to go through what you're going through. Yes, it's happening in your life, but you don't have to go through it. So Jesus told him, he said, I will come heal him. Jesus was willing to heal. What am I saying? No matter what your situation is, Jesus paid the price for it all. Quit trying to fix it. Quit trying to cover it up. Come on, let's be truthful about it. This is why the devil got to enroll in your life. If you got a situation in your life, decree and declare what the situation is. Get it out in the open before God. Say, yes, I'm doing this. Yes, I can't stop doing it. But you say it. That way you don't give the enemy lead in your life. But then he began to say, Jesus said, I will come heal him. But that centurion began to say, he said, I'm not worthy. He said, I'm unworthy that you should even come unto my roof. He said, but if you speak the word, my servant would be healed. I want y'all to catch this. This man said, I'm not worthy. But understand, he knew within himself that he was not worthy. But he knew worthiness come through Jesus Christ. So he said, you know, outside of my worthiness, you still can. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Outside of me being tore up, you can still heal the, y'all don't hear me. Outside of somebody prostituting and on drugs and doing what they want to do, he's still a healer. He's still made a way. You got to decree what he's already done. Don't look at what's looking at you. Faith ain't about a feeling. He knew he wasn't worthy within himself. But he said, my worthiness, it comes through you. So you can still speak the word outside of how I feel. Some of you don't feel worthy this morning. You don't feel like you can do anything from God because things keep popping up in your life. But I'm telling you, if you put the word on it, it'll override how you feel. Come on, you ain't putting the word on your situation. That's why you're still feeling unworthy. That's why there ain't no life coming to you. You got to speak the word over your situation. Look at your neighbor. Say, you got to speak the word. Say, you know what's going on with you. Say, present your case. Okay, y'all don't hear me. Come on, faith is not a feeling. You can't go on how you feel. If I went on how I feel, I wouldn't be on this pulpit this morning. I'm going on what God said. Present your case. 
This is what they did. They presented their case. They knew what was going on in their life and they presented it to Jesus. So you got to take it to the word. We're not taking things to the word. We're taking it upon ourselves, trying to get our feelings right. It ain't about your feelings. It's about what he said. Then God began to take me and show me even with Jairus. When we go over to the next chapter in chapter 9, look at this. Verse 18. 918. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler, which was Jairus, and worshiped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hands upon her, and she shall live. Now look at here. He coming to Jesus. Now, why would you come to Jesus if your daughter is dead? He said, even now dead, meaning that she was dead. There was no help for her. But he come out of his feelings. And he was walking by faith and not by sight. I don't care if you got a dead situation. And it don't seem like it can come to life. Present your case to Jesus. He came to Jesus. He said, she is now dead. But I believe if you lay hands on her, she shall live. Come on, we let these dead situations look us in the face instead of speaking what the word of God said. You might have a dead situation in your life right now. That don't look like it's coming to life. But when you give it to Jesus, when you have faith more in the word than you have it in your situation, life, y'all don't hear me, life will come to that situation. It reminds me, when God spoke to Ezekiel, he was a prophet. In Ezekiel 37, it was a valley of dead bones. Bones were scattered everywhere. But God took Ezekiel in the spirit. This is why we got to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. We can't be walking in the flesh, y'all. You got to be in the spirit. You got to connect with the spirit, which is the real you. So when you walk up on dead situations, you can speak life into that dead situation. You don't have to go on what you see. So God began to tell Ezekiel what he had to do to those bones. He asked Ezekiel first, can these bones live? See, God asked him that question. He said, God, only you know. See, Ezekiel knew that God had life in his hands. But then God began to turn the life that he had in him over to Ezekiel. And he said, Ezekiel, I want you to speak breath. I want you to speak life. I want you to speak the word into these dry bones. And everything Ezekiel spoke according to the word of God, them dry bones became a mighty army. God said, if you want to become a mighty army for him, you got to get out of feeling and you got to begin to walk by faith and not by sight. It ain't dependent on you. It's dependent on the word. Your money can't save you. Your money didn't save you. You can give a preacher all the money in the world. That still ain't going to save you. Because Jesus already paid the price for redemption. Matter of fact, when you first got saved, you didn't feel saved. You didn't feel any different. I don't believe none of us did. Some of us say, ooh, I had a great experience. When I got saved, once that experience blew over, you come back to yourself. And you went back to feeling. The only way that you can keep yourself The way you need to be kept is through the word of God. Because those feelings will leave you. You can get slain in the floor today and you can feel good for a couple of hours. When you come back to yourself, you're going back to your feelings and don't remember being slain.
move upon you, you can live. You ain't going on how you feel no more. You're going on what the word of God says. God said, you got to go on my word and not feeling. Feelings will kill you. Feelings will put you in a depression. Feelings will make you sick. Feelings will make you heavy, y'all. Feelings will put you at death door. Do you think the enemy cares? No, because you're in his territory. He wants you to be in a stupor. He wants you to say you unworthy. He wants you to say you sick. He wants you to say negative things. Why? Because he wants you to have the feeling like James Brown had. As long as James Brown was sliding across the floor, he was loved by millions. Because he had the feeling. And he gave the feeling to everybody else. So everybody thought if they got his feeling, they would be all right. Y'all don't get it? The enemy wants you to feel like he feel. He's about death. He's not about life. And when you start feeling the way God wants you to feel, he hits your household. And if he hits your household, you're going back in another stupor. Because when he mess with your husband, when he mess with your wife, when he mess with your children, when he mess with your substance in your house, then you're feeling low again. That's because you ain't developed in those areas. You may feel happy within yourself because you feel good, but let somebody in your house not feel good. Then you don't feel good. That's when you need to speak the word and say, outside of how you feel, this is what the word says. We got to go on what the word says, not going on how we feel, y'all. If God went on how he felt, all of us be dead. If God poured out his wrath, But God was a loving God. He was a merciful God. He give us chance after chance after chance. Why? Because we got an intercessor. His name is Jesus. And because of Jesus, come on, death can't touch us. Because of the blood of Jesus. So we look at this ruler. His daughter was dead. And can you imagine? You got a loved one that's dead and you come into Jesus and you saying, come to my house and lay hands on and she shall live. That's his daughter. But then in the midst of that, here come a woman that had an issue of blood. Now she's going to jump in front of you and you know your child is dead. But this woman had an issue, y'all, of blood. She was going through in her body for 18 years. Do y'all hear me? I believe it said 18 years, didn't it? 12 years. She was going through in her body for 12 years with an issue. Can you imagine for 12 whole years having that same issue, going through it over and over again? But when she heard about Jesus, come on, when you hear about, I don't understand. The gospel must not be preached because God always sends somebody. When you're going through in your body, when you get a negative report, when you feel like you can't make it, God always sends somebody to knock on your door and say you're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. God going to send somebody so you can hear the truth because when you know the truth, the truth is what sets you free. So this woman had an issue for 12 years. I'm talking to the ones in here today that still got an issue. And it's been going on for 12 years or longer. Yeah, you say, but you still can't get through. Come on. You still can't get through your issues. Your issue is vexing you. Your issue is tormenting you. And every day and every night, you waking up to your issue. But I'm here to tell you today, God is bringing his word. And you don't have to be vexed no more. You don't have to go through that issue. God said, 
If you let go of it, it will let go of you. Because this woman had to be willing. You got to be willing to let go. If you ain't willing to let go, you want to keep the issue. You want to keep the feeling. It ain't about feeling. It's about faith. It's about what he has done for you. So this woman, she had to press her way. I don't know about you. Sometimes you can get so down and out. It can be going through a sickness, going through pain in your body. You get so down and out, but you know what lies ahead of you, and you begin to press through it. You begin to press through it because you said, if I don't get through this, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make it. So I'm going to press through. This woman had to press through with her issue. And the thing was, she didn't supposed to be in the crowd, not having that issue of blood. She's supposed to not been in the crowd. She's supposed to been quarantined. But this woman had it for 12 years. And I believe when she heard about Jesus, she said, I ain't thinking about none of y'all. She said, I know what I heard. And if I can just get to Jesus. See, she had her focus so much on Jesus, she forgot about the issue that she had. She didn't go on how she felt no more. She said, I'm going to press through this crowd, and I'm going to grab hold. I'm just going to touch. Can you imagine just one touch? She said, I'm just going to touch the hem of his garment. And she kept saying this over and over again. You know why? I believe she had to say it over and over again within herself because she was building herself up with the word of God. She began to meditate more on the word than on her issue. And that's what we got to do. So when she had a made up mind, she said, I'm going to get to Jesus. And she got to Jesus and she grabbed hold to his garment. And Jesus recognized that virtue had come from him to her. And he said, who touched me? He said, because I felt that faith. He said, I felt the faith coming from this woman. Who touched me? And she was made whole. What am I saying to you? First thing, you got to recognize you got an issue. Some of us think we okay. You not okay. You not okay. See, you keep going through the same thing, just a different day. You can't cover up but so long. Because let me tell you, the day of reckoning is coming where everything just come out. So this is why you got to take it to him and say, God, here I am. You, you don't have to take it to everybody. That's between you and God. You get it right between God. It don't matter what people say about you. It don't matter if people talk about you. You need to say, I know I've been changed. And I'm changed because of him, not because of any good that I have done. Quit trying to prove your justification. He declared you righteous because of Jesus, your righteousness, your redemption. Everything comes through him, not through you. People going to still look at you, but when you go into the word and look to him who's the author and finishing your faith, they're going to see Jesus. They ain't going to see you no more because you change from the inside out, not from the outside in. So this woman got her deliverance. She got her healing. She was made whole. I want y'all to grab this because I'm getting ready to uh, tear up some um, hard ground. We got some hard hearts in here. We got some stubbornness in the house. We got some rebellion in the house. You don't want to loose it. You don't want to let it go. Because, see, that's part of your makeup. 
But they had to be willing to come to Jesus. They had to be willing to tell him all about their troubles. They had to talk to him about it and tell him what was really going on with them. And then they got released from it because they trusted him more than they trusted their feelings. Getting back to that ruler, his daughter was dead. So he had to wait in between with this lady getting healed. But guess what? Jesus heard his cry because he trusted more the word than he did death. Come on, he was grieving, but he still trusted God. He said, if you lay your hands on her, she shall be healed. And she was healed. So God said, you don't go on feeling. You go on faith. No matter how you feel, you say, I'm not going to deny this is how I feel. But you ain't going to stay there. You're going to say, but this is what the word of God says. You're going to keep going back to the word and say, this is what the word of God is saying. I'm taking the word over how I feel. Come on. We come in here sometime. We don't feel like praising God. But when we know what the word of God said, it says, let every breath. Praise ye the Lord. So when we know what the word of God is saying, we may not feel like praising him, but we're doing it because the word of God tell us to do it. And the next thing we know, we're giving God all the glory, all the honor and all the praise because we're getting over how we feel. We're not sitting there just saying, nobody like me. Nobody want to talk to me. Nobody want to be. Hallelujah, God. I give you glory because you are with me. You said you will never leave me, nor shall you forsake me. Now the devil's still going to be in your ear and say, you not accepted you say hallelujah God I have been accepted in the beloved matter of fact I've been chosen hallelujah God I give you glory when you know what the word says you don't come down you begin to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the word of God above the knowledge of God you bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ You got to do it. God is telling you that's what you got to do because the enemy is going to run you down. He's going to put people in your life to remind you of what was, but it may have been was, but it ain't going to be now. See, this is what we got to remember. This is who I am now. And when we know what God's word is saying, we don't have to go on feeling. We go on what the word of God is saying. Yes, this is how I feel. But this is not what the word of God says. I feel lonely at times, but that's how I feel. But the word tell me that he will never, ever leave me, nor shall he forsake me. He will be with me until the end. I may feel sometime I don't even want to read my word, but the Bible tells me that man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So when I know what the word of God is saying, I don't go on. I don't want to read it. I go on what I need through the word of God. The word is your lifeline. If you go on how you feel, you won't make it. You will not make it. You will not succeed. Don't go on feeling. Go on faith. And then God reminded me, getting back to the body. Sometimes our bodies don't feel good. Amen? Sometimes we go through different things in our body. And we can talk about it all day. Had a pain here. Had an ache there. Something going on. Don't know what it is. And you can sit there and be all in that moment. Feeling how you feel. Because you're only talking about how you feel. 
You go on and thank God that God created us with what? Our five senses to let us know different things that's going on. But God said that's in the natural. He said you are a supernatural being. So when you start feeling this way in the natural, I want you to check out what supernatural have already done. He said when you check out what supernatural already done, it's going to change your natural. But if you keep going on your natural, you're getting what natural bring. I don't want what natural bring. Though it come, I don't have to accept it. See, we accept in what we feel. If we cough, oh, I got a cold. Yeah, you coughing, but you don't have to accept the cold. Oh, if this is going on, I got this. Yeah, this is what's going on, but you ain't coming nigh my dwelling. Because God said, no evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. What did I tell you, giddy up? And go. See, but we don't do that. We sit there and we fall prey to how we feel. And we feed the body based on how we feel in the natural. The word is your medicine. This is the best medicine that you can get because it don't expire. You got to go back and fill up your medication because it expire. But this word, it lives and abides forever, people. So you can live on this word and it don't cost you nothing. It's been paid for. He gave you the right to use it. Wow. We don't go on feeling. We go on faith. We go on what the word of God is telling us. It reminds me of the Shittimite woman who Elijah, a man of God, which was carrying the word of God. Understand a prophet back then carried God's word and spoke the word unto God's people. So if the prophet didn't speak the word, they wasn't getting the word. So that prophet had to stay before God to give the people what God was saying. So this woman perceived that he was a man of God. I wonder how she knew he was a man of God because he passed her way all the time. And I believe every time he passed her way, she felt the anointing coming from that man of God. And she said, I perceive he's a man of God. Let's make a room that each time he come, he can lay his head. The husband agreed with her. And finally, Elijah was telling her that she would have a son. She said, I didn't ask. Come on, y'all, I'm telling you something. When you're doing the will of God, when you're serving a servant of God and you're not looking for nothing from that servant, you're not looking for nothing, you're just doing what's known to do according to the word. God will come in and he'll shake things loose. He'll stir things up. He will give you the desires of your heart and you ain't told nobody what it was. So he told her, you're going to have a child this time. Next year, you're going to have a child. So this woman had this child, and the child, the son, was out there in the field with his father. He took sick, and he said, check this out. Take him to his mother. What does it mean about taking these children to the mother? Take them to the mother. Man don't want to deal with that sniffling and all that carrying on. Take it to the mother. I'm too busy, some men. But anyway, they took the child to the mother, and the mother laid the child on her lap. Can you imagine? You laying your child on your lap, and they die. So what this woman did, she took the child and put the child in the room of this man of God and laid him on his bed. And she told her husband that she had to go see the man of God, and he knew it wasn't a time for you to go up there and see no man of God. But he didn't question her. She told the man that was driving her, don't you stop 
See, let me tell you what's wrong with us. See, when God give us a word, we too busy stopping and broadcasting what God said to us because we feel good that he spoke to us this morning. She shut the door. She said, don't stop until you get to the man of God. When she got to him, but she told her husband, it is well, right? But when she got to the man of God, he was asking questions about her whole household. And she said, no, she told her husband, it shall be well. Then she said, it is well to him. Guess what happened? Because she didn't go on her feeling. Come on, women. If your child at home, dad, you're going to be beside the body screaming, hollering, cutting the food, saying, no, no, no. She didn't do it. She shut the door, went to the man of God. She went to the word because he was carrying the word. He sent his servant to the child. The servant said, no, 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 no. I did what you told me. It ain't working. But the word had to go for itself. See, I'm here to tell you, you can't be sinning in in everybody. You got to have the word for yourself. And he went and the boy come back to life. What am I saying to you, church? You're missing the word. You cannot live without this word. You cannot be one minute over here and one minute over here. You got to stand on what you believe outside of how you feel. We're going too much on feeling and not going on the word. Do you know when we really want to grab the word? When man say you're going to die. Or when man say, I can't give you no more money. You're going to lose your home. Now we're ready to turn to Psalms 23. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Mm -hmm. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. Oh, you know Psalms 23 well now. Because everything ain't working for you. So now you want to go back to the word of God. You want to get a quick fix, but I got news for you. You just can't come land in the word of God and think the the floodgates of heaven is going to open for you. You got to be there a while and you got to believe the word and you got to get over feeling even though it hurts so bad. You got to stand on what God said. Mm Mm-hmm. You just can't take a Bible verse and try to live off of it in one day and expect them to say you can have your house. It's a daily walk. Quit running to the word when you can't run to nothing else. And then you feel like you've done something. I feel like everything's going to be all right. It should have been all right before. When you didn't have no money, it should have been all right. Because he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in good health, even as your soul shall prosper. The problem is the soul ain't prospering. That's why you ain't prospering. That's why you ain't in good health, because you ain't in alignment with what the word of God says. Now you want to come in alignment because nobody else can help you and you got an evil report. That's why they were saying, whom report are you going to believe? We had those Israelites following Moses. 
the deliverer, the prophet of God, telling them what God was saying. They didn't even want to believe that report. See, because some of them were still waiting on the Messiah, and the Messiah was already here. They were waiting on him to build them a kingdom. And he said, I'm bringing the kingdom to you. The kingdom has come to you, and you still not believing that I am the sent one. They didn't want to believe his report. He was healing. He was delivering. He was setting the captives free. The blind was seeing. The lean was walked. The deaf was hearing. And you know what? John the Baptist had a nerve to say, is this is the one or do we look for another? Come on. He was the one that was preparing the way from the Messiah. He's the one that said that behold the Lamb of God. Now he's in lockdown and says, is this the one? Come on, he was in his feelings. And Jesus said, I want you to remind John. Don't you see the blind seeing? The lean walking, the deaf hearing. Don't be offended because of me. He had to remind him. The word is here right now. Come on, it's being fulfilled right now. But we don't take the word, y'all. For what it is. So when I got in my feelings, the word began to stir up within me. And the Holy Spirit began to remind me where I was and where God brought me from. The Holy Spirit began to remind me when we didn't know how we was going to pay for our daughter's college. Come on, y'all. I got a dance coming on. I didn't know, we didn't know how we was going to pay for our daughter's college. And the word began to remind me, I put her where she is. It wasn't no good that you done. I put her in the place that she's in. I gave her the scholarships. The only thing you had to do is take me at my word. What did I say? And if I done that, get over your feelings. What make you think I ain't already done this? And the joy of the Lord became my strength in the midst of my weakness. Y'all better understand. I love the song that say, look where he bought me from. Come on, if you can go back from where he bought you from, you wouldn't have to be worrying about where you're going now. And you would get over feelings. God say, look around. When you didn't have money in the bank, he said, I supplied you a home. When you didn't know you was going to go from point A to point B, I supplied that. He said, because you didn't go on feeling. You went on faith. You went on what the word of God says. And then he reminded me of this evangelist sitting right here. We, we was talking and she called me and she said, You remember the meeting that we had and we was talking about what God has done. She said, people see you and your husband now, but they don't know what you went through back then to get where you are now. She just brought tears to my eyes. She said, I remember when you couldn't even get your hair done. And I remember you would sit on the floor and me and you would find socks and stockings and I would roll, come on y'all, I would roll them up in your hair. And I will fix your hair with what we had. I remember when you couldn't buy yourself some nice clothes. And you came just as you were. And I began to rise up with some joy. And say, God, thank you for reminding me. It wasn't about me. It was all about you. You look at me now. But you don't know where we were then. 
There was no food. But God said, speak to your cabinets. Tell your cabinets to fill up. When there was no clothes to wear when I was pregnant, he said, speak to your wardrobes. Mm-mm. Come on, you talk about me now. You may see the glory, but you don't know my story. Did I feel bad when even church folks would walk by us, wouldn't ask us out to eat? Did I hurt? Yes, I hurt it. But God sent somebody. Oh, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. See, you talk about people, but you don't know where we've been. You don't know what we've been through. You don't know the nights I cried out and say, God, what you want me to do? He didn't tell me to call my daddy. He didn't tell me to call my brother. He didn't tell me to call my aunts. He said, call on me. And I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He said, I want you to get over how you feel. He said, I want you to put your trust in me. I said, God, I may not have what I want, but you're giving me what I need. And when I start trusting in his word outside of what I was seeing around me, y'all, I went to work with people that I was over. These people talked about me, dogged me out, going to lunch, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what I'm going to eat for lunch. But God began to speak to my heart. And as he spoke to my heart, I said, I trust you. God, I'm going to trust you with the little that I have. And God said, baby, he said, I'll take little in your life and I'll make it much. So what y'all see now, y'all see his glory. Because see, we had to go through to know him for ourselves. We had to go through counting piggy banks, getting over pride to say, who's going to take it to the bank? But he ended up taking it. So God let me know I still got to deal with you. I said, no, you want to be priest? Be priest. He said, I ain't taking that money to the bank. But we made it. And we made it together. Because I didn't let feeling dictate what God was saying to me, y'all. You can't let your feelings dictate what God said. Yes, you feel this way. David. David was a king. God made him king. He was tending to the sheep, y'all. He was minding his business. But then God sent him to his brothers. Well, his dad sent him to the brothers. Y'all know how it happened. God made him king. But then in becoming king, David stayed home one day. And he should have been in the midst of the battle. David saw Bathsheba. David went on the roof and he saw a beautiful woman. And immediately he said he had to have that woman. He knew that she was married. It didn't matter to David. Now, David was king. He allowed his feelings to override who he was and what God told him not to do. Now, the Bible said David loved the Lord with all his heart. How could a man that loved God with all his heart mess up? Just like you love God with all your heart, supposedly, but you mess up. But David went on, slept with the woman. Woman got pregnant. Now he's ready to set the husband up to say he's the father. He would not go lay with his wife because he was too faithful to the king. So David said, put him in the midst of the battle and let him die. David became 
uh, adult, in adultery. He became a liar. He became a murderer. He opened all those doors himself. We opened those doors that Jesus shut on our behalf. Quit blaming the devil. You have a choice. Just like Adam and Eve had a choice in that garden, he just whispered in their ear and she took the bait and gave it to her husband. Everybody have a choice. Quit saying the devil, the devil ain't make you do it. The devil put it before you, but it's up to you to submit to God and resist the devil. Don't blame the devil for nothing. He has been defeated, y'all. Oh, it come through my family. Family, my butt. Because you don't have to do what your family do. Just because you have incest in your family don't mean that you got to do it with a cousin. You're under the blood now. Just because your daddy or mama cheated don't mean you got to be a cheater. Come on, somebody. Just because they're alcoholic don't mean you got to be an alcoholic. Come on, that's what the world tell you. Your mama done this, you but the devil is a lie. Because I know who I am. Come on, y'all better change your thinking. Come on, I was around people that drink. I was around people that smoke. That don't mean I had to do it. I had a choice and I wasn't saved. You have a choice of what you do. Quit saying, yeah, go from generation. But when you learn who you are, it about stops here. Quit saying that it's because of my mama and daddy. If your mama stand in front of a gun and gets shot, you want to get shot because she got shot? No, it's because of, that's what you want to do. You have a choice in what you do. Because you have those commandments in you when you ain't saved. It's telling you don't steal. Don't murder. Soon as the commandment tell you not to do that controlling nature in you. Come and say do it. Do it. Boom. Done done it. That's why we have to preach the good news to you. So quit saying you done this because your wife didn't fix you breakfast. Quit saying you went to another woman because your wife didn't look desirable like she used to look or she gained weight. Quit saying you did this because she wouldn't do that. You done it because you want to do it, slicker. And quit throwing that up in her face, making her feelings change about herself because you lusting and you got a spirit of perversion. Oh, yeah. It's getting deep now. Maybe if you lose some weight, I love you. And there she is looking like an anorexia, throwing up all over the place and thinking she looking good. And you telling her, I'm going to put you somewhere. It's the truth. Messing with women feelings. I love you, baby. But, but what? Maybe if you pay the bills and get more jobs, then it'll work for us. Got that woman all tore up. That's why you don't connect with any and everything just because they look good and got money. People are so much after money, they don't messed up their mind. Same thing with a woman. A man trying to get a six pack. Because the woman want him to be desirable to her. Then got his head tore all up. How he's supposed to be. 
You supposed to supply for me. You took me out of my mama house. I ain't cooking you nothing. You supposed to cook for me. Husband coming home cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids. The wife laying on the couch doing nothing. Mine's tore up. My mama did it. And my daddy, you know, he didn't mind. Politely say, I ain't your daddy. Neither am I your mama. And this is what the word tell you. And you put the word on them. Say, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to that spirit in you that's using you against me. In the name of Jesus, come out of her. Oh, we don't want to rise up, Ahabs. Because we scared of Jesse. Because we scared Jesse going to kill us. So we stay calm and cool. We don't want to hear jazz in mouth. This is what some men say. I just want to keep the peace. What peace? No, the peace you talking about is the gun. So she won't shoot you. That's the peace. What I'm saying is get into the word of God. Quit going on your feelings. Women, know who you are before you go in a marriage. Because a man will change on you. Some of them will change on you and look at you funny. Act like they cross-eyed when they with you and trying to look this way and that way and not looking straight ahead. I'm right here. Whatever's over there, mind your business. I ain't doing that. And I ain't talking about my husband. I ain't doing nothing. They're going to lie say they ain't doing nothing. Y'all so quiet. I must hit gold. Holy Spirit must hit some gold. Got a feeling on Facebook. Feeling on Facebook. Get on Facebook and all your feelings change. Trying to be accepted on Facebook. Trying to get a man on Facebook. Taking snapshots for people to see your change on faith. That's your feelings. That ain't got nothing to do with faith. Changing your little identity every time. You take a pretty picture. You want everybody all over the world to see your pretty picture. Come on, you better be careful. You got some perverts out there. Showing everything. Want to show people. And and then if you don't get no comments, you go in the feelings. You go in the feelings. You'll save self. When nobody ain't saying nothing, nobody ain't commenting. Nobody ain't did this, did that. Why are you waiting on somebody and you saved? All this crazy mess. People want to let people know what they've done because it makes them feel good. You need to get into the word of God and say everything I do, I'm doing it unto him and not unto man. So it don't matter if man cheer me on, if man don't cheer me on. I am who I am in the Lord. It don't matter who come to my house or who don't come to my house. I'm not changing because as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It ain't about me. It's all about him. Get over your feelings. It's about who you are now that you in him. Come on, family will change on you when you serve in Jesus. They think you so holy. They think you better than anybody. Baby, it's just the glory. You don't even have to open your mouth or say a word. Just walk in the room. The whole atmosphere change. Then when you leave, I hear you and I ain't even there. Mm-hmm. God will let you hear people talking about you. 
They think they better. They think they know everything. No, you just guilty. The word walked in and guilt hit you. Because you know what you're doing that you should not have been doing. Come on, we need to disconnect ourselves from mess and then you can get your feelings right according to the word. Until you disconnect yourself from people that you want to be with. You're going to have these feelings. When they don't call you, you're feeling different. I'm telling you, honest God, you connect yourself with somebody. Be with them all the time. They don't give you a call. They don't say nothing to you. You hurt. You all right? Ain't heard from you in a while. Do you suppose to hear from me? Oh, y'all so quiet. Feeling. Whoa, whoa. Some of your feelings hurt right now. Do you know what somebody say? All you got is your feelings, apostle. That's how you feel. I can't help. This is how I feel. Get over it. Come on. It's been 30 days. He's gone. He ain't coming back. Get over it. Come on. Even Moses knew when people died, they say you got 30 days to mourn. After them 30 days, you move on. We got to get over stuff. We got to rise up and God send you people to help you to get up. So you don't have to stay in your stupor. Come on here. Thank God for the people. He's sending me right now. To tell you to get over your feelings. What am I saying? Men and women of God. Men, God gave you the desire. But you got to know how to use what he gave you. Or your wife. And a woman come up on you, step up on you, you flee. Because that's what the words say. You flee fornication or tell them what the word is telling you. Look, I know your little gimmicks. I'm a happily married man. And this is what you need. You need Jesus to be your lover. And if you got him as your lover, you wouldn't be trying to come up on me. Come on, call that spirit out. No, y'all just want to get attention. Stuff start rising up. Next thing you know, it's hotel holiday in. Then it's too late. Because you want to feel important. And the only thing the woman wants is your money in your house. And then the wife, she there praying for you. Then you loving her, trying to love her even more, your lying self. Ain't nothing but the truth. Somebody got to tell you the truth. If your husband ain't never rubbed your back or sent you no flowers, sit him down and tell him what the Holy Ghost got to say. Give him the address through the word of knowledge. Tell him how much change and tip he left at the dinner table. He's going to say, I need Jesus right then. Some of them still try to lie their way out of it. The Holy Ghost ain't going to let nobody Women and men, quit thinking you can hide your garbage because it's stinking. And that stuff will come out of nowhere. We're talking about getting over your feelings. When you have that feeling, dig hard in here. Tell your wife, tell your husband, I need to shut myself off for a while. Because I got some issues that's going on with me that I thought I had gotten over, but I need the help of the Lord. You can't even help me get over this. 
That's why you got to know what you marrying into, y'all. You can't marry somebody that's always out there. You knew they was out there before they start messing with you. And don't even try to marry a married man that's been already married and ain't got over it. Because if he left his wife for you, we're going to leave you for somebody else. Because he ain't sat on women. He doing all he can to fight it. And the enemy sending somebody else to help him out. He, he feeling, the woman filling in the gaps that you ain't filling in. I can talk to her better. She listens. Oh, God's hitting something in this house. You're getting sought up, as Deacon Newton say. The devil know how to set you up. Then once he tear up your house, she don't want you no more because she find out you ain't got nothing and the wife was carrying you. Oh, it's coming out the woodwork, y'all. It's time to get over your feelings and get into faith. Get into the word of God. Know what the word is saying. Don't let people fool you. People change, but the word never change. It endures forever. Abraham had to get over his feelings. Because when God told Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I want y'all to think about this. This man had no children. But God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. So when people said Abraham, it was in the atmosphere. Father of many nations. Every time Abraham's name was called father of many nations, it was reminding Abraham of who he was becoming to be, coming to be. And when Abraham heard that, it helped him to get over what he didn't have. Because, see, the enemy want to play on you. But then Sarah told him to lay with Hagar. Wife gave him permission. At least I'll have a child through this other woman. Okay, I got permission. Ain't going to be no fuss in the house. Okay. So he laid with the woman. That's why we're having all these problems now. Because it come through Hagar. But Hagar was chosen by Sarah. Then y'all know Hagar caused trouble and was disrespecting Sarah. So Sarah is going to tell Abraham about it. And Abraham say, you handle that. But then it got to the point that, guess what? Sarah says, that boy got to go. He's disrespecting Isaac. Abraham didn't want him to go. But God said, listen to your wife. We can't have two different nations. Oh, I'm going somewhere. In the same house. Do you know why families are so tore up? You got all kind of nations amongst you. A divided house will not stand, people. This is why I tell people, wait on your mate. Don't go be digging wells here, there, and yonder, and every child got a different attitude. Oh, yeah. Got a different attitude because they come from different lands. But when they're taught the word of God in the same house, it can change. But if you're not taught the word of God, you're going to have a hot mess amongst you. That's why it takes a loving father and a loving mother, no matter where you come from, to teach the truth in spite of who your daddy or who your mama is. This is your father, your heavenly father. And we're going to go on what he say. Not on how your life used to be. So guess what? We see that Sarah and Abraham wanted a child. God told Abraham he was going to have a child. But guess what, y'all? Can y'all imagine? Come on, God. 
You're going to wait till I get 100 years old and not tell me I can have a child. And you're going to wait till my wife cannot have children. And you want me to keep the faith? This is what I'm talking about. Would you go on faith or feeling? He went on faith. The Bible said he recognized he was dead and couldn't do nothing. He recognized the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he was fully persuaded. He was giving glory to God because he was fully persuaded at what God promised God could also perform. What am I telling y'all today? Are you fully persuaded that no matter how you feel, this is what God said? And you're willing to stand on what he's saying and not on how you feel. And Abraham stood on what he said and he received the promise. So God is saying, don't go on your feelings. Go on faith. No matter how bad it may be in your life, y'all. Go in the word of God and see what God's word has to say. If you're in a financial bond, admit it. I'm in a financial bond. I'm broke. I don't have no money. It ain't looking too good, God. But God, you told me that you shall supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you going on what God's word says, not what your bank is reflecting. Y'all, if me and my husband went on our bank, we would have gave up a long time ago. When I look at the bank, I have to look to the word. I said, God, you bought me out then. You already bought me out now. So I have to put the word on it. God, you know what we need. You know when we need it. And God, I'm going to give you glory that we already have it. I can't go on my feeling right now because my feeling ain't getting these bills paid. God, I'm going on your word. This is what your word says. You have made all grace abound towards my house. That we always have all sufficiency in all things and that we may abound to every good work. God, not only in our house, but we help in other households out because we are bounding, because we are abiding by your word. The willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. So today, Miracle Temple, we walk by faith and not by sight. So don't look at your situation Look at what God has to say to that situation and decree and declare over that situation. I don't care what your kids look like. I don't care if they're cutting the food. I don't care if you've seen them in years. Speak over that situation. Tell that situation what the word of God has to say to that situation. I'm going to tell y'all, prayer changes things. Even in the worst of things, prayer would change things. I don't care if somebody is tore up in their head. If you put prayer on that thing and you continue to put prayer on it and seem like they're cutting up even the more, the more you put prayer on it, the more you think it ain't working, that's when it's working because the battle is on. And that's when you say, God, I give you glory because I'm fully persuaded at what you said that you shall perform. You hastening your word over their lives to perform it so God I'm only going to speak what you tell me to speak God loves them just as well as you God was telling me the other day y'all I had watched this movie and I'm, I know some of y'all already get up out of here but I had watched this movie and in this movie there were young kids some of them was in prostitution some of them was in drugs and it was a church 
across from where all this stuff was happening. And they was just asking for different things because they thought that was their way of life. This man said, I haven't seen my daughter in three years. And they wasn't giving up hope. So they would pray, the women in the church, y'all prayers out of the church. They would pray, they would come together and they would bombard heaven for these young kids and they would not give up on prayer. So this young girl, the one the father and mother hadn't seen in three years, the church was across the street. They were singing songs. She stopped while she was trying to get a pipe from a boyfriend. It was fighting over the pipe. She left and went where they were singing and just stood there in amazement, just singing, singing. And she was just feeling the presence of God. She went back to the boyfriend and she was just shaking. And she said, this is not how I was raised. Now, all she did was smoke, but she knew how she was raised. She said, this is not how I was raised. This is not my life. This is not where I need to be. So he patting her. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Next day, she show up again. And the pastor looked at her and he said, what do you need? And she began to tell him what she needed. And they took her in, these ladies. And they put her in a house and the boyfriend, the fiance would come over there every day trying to pull out that house. I know she's in there. That old woman said, she ain't here. It was funny. <laughs> said, she ain't here. Get away from here. She ain't here. Ain't nobody stay here by that name. So they wouldn't let him see her, but they was putting her in the house. They gave her a bath. They put her on makeup. You would not even know she was the same person. They, this man, they told her about Jesus, and she began to tell them about how he saved, da-da-da-da-da. She got saved. She started singing on the choir, doing good. Let me tell you how the devil come in. She was getting situated, y'all. Got situated, staying with the women. They're praying, coming to Bible study. They're praying together, doing all this together. Y'all, where are these places around here? Everybody is shut up in the church. Everybody want to be something but ain't doing what the word tell you to do. Everybody want to invite people in the church. But are you going out there and are you speaking? They stood on the, the right in front of the places and began to open the Bible and begin to decree and declare God's word right around all of them. Wouldn't give up even though they walked past them. So let me tell you what the boyfriend done. The devil don't give up. Every day he showed up at that house. He said, I know she in there. I'm going to break down the door. One, two, three. He just counting. But then he went and hustled, y'all. Let me tell you something. People that are on drugs ain't crazy. They know what to get and how to get it. They ain't lost their mind. This boy hustled. Went and got him a suit, y'all. Stinking all this long time. Smelling so bad when he come in the store, the woman doing like this. She didn't want to sell him a suit. He said, I got $160. I need a suit. I need a suit. And she backing up like this right here. So when he got to the counter, she, he said, how much you charging me for the suit? She said, 160 He said, 160 She gave it to him cheaper to get out of there and then gave him some cologne. <laughs> he got his little suit. He picked out his clothes nice. Guess what he did next? Went to a hotel and took a bath. Then after he got ready, looked good, bust in the church, said, baby, look at me. I'm a changed man. Look how I'm changed, baby. I'm going to take you to New York. She left with him. The women were fighting, the ones that was trying to help her. The pastor said, uh-uh, leave her alone. She got a choice. He said, you leave her alone. We're going to do what we always done. We're going to pray over this. She went back to him. After he got through getting the high again, 
He's going to come back and say, get up. You got to go out and hustle. She said, I ain't going nowhere. He started choking her, getting ready to kill her. Pastor showed up, got her out of there. That time she did get changed, and she was telling him, I want to help him. She, he said, no, we're going to keep praying. When he want help, he'll come. You can't make him. When they want help, he'll come, but we're going to keep praying. So they, they kept praying. After a year or so, she passed by the fiancé. He didn't even know who she was. She come back by him, my girl driving a Beamer. And she told him, she said, you don't have to live like this, trying to talk to him. He said, is that your car? She said, yeah. He ran off with a pocketbook. Went back, got high, seeing demons, tried to kill himself, couldn't kill himself, being tormented, being vexed. Guess where he woke up at? On the same steps she was at. They took him in the house because he said, I don't want this no more. What am I saying to y'all? You don't go on feeling. You go on faith. Y'all, Miracle Temple, I couldn't do nothing but cry. Yes, I pray for the lost. Yes, I pray for those that are out there that need help. I'm not giving up. But I can't do it by myself. See, until y'all walked in somebody's shoes. So just because your kids are in the house, you don't pray for nobody else's kids. Just because your household look good, you all right. But it's kids out there being battered, being abused, don't even have food, don't even have clothes. Are you sending up a prayer for them? We always sending up a prayer for our houses. People that don't have their right mind, are you sending up a prayer for them? Get over you. And I say, God, the church is off. They are off. Where is the prayer meetings? You can't even get people to come to church no more. Where are the strong believers that's pounding and saying, no, they will live and not die. They shall come out of their mess. Put people in their path to encourage them. They're not lost. The prodigals is coming home. Come on, we need more voices. People sending out prayer requests. You know, da-da-da-da-da. What about the ones... That are crying out. It's not about you. It's about being commissioned to come out of here and go to Piggly Wiggly sometime. And don't shop for grocery, shop for souls. And say, God, you know who's in this store. Let me tell you something. Some of us don't even know a drug addict when we see them, because they look like you, polished. Fatter than you, and you walk by. But if you're led by the Spirit of God, He'll send you right up to Him and say, I want you to know God loves you, and you don't have to do this. God say, Come out from amongst them. You've been crying out to God, but God say, No more. Do we do it? Or do we go in these stores and it's all about us? Do we pick and choose who we want to minister to? You got to be led by, y'all, I'm tired. I'm tired. People are dying and we're saying, well, they should have. No, you should have. They didn't have to die. Like, I wonder if they knew Jesus. Come on, Miracle Temple. This is, this is, this. 
It's a hot mess in church. People wanting titles, want position, want money. But I want people to get what God has given them through Jesus Christ. That's why he's training you and raising you up as disciples to go amongst them so they don't have to be lost. Quit talking about their habits and minister to them about where they are. And then if you see you can't reach them, put prayer on it. Say, God, I don't want them lost. Come on, y'all, two young people done died, done committed suicide. I'm telling you. Y'all, evil's upon the land. We got to be the ones to stand up while we can, and it takes to work. Get off your high horse. I don't care about no title. It ain't about no title. It ain't about giving you no license. You can't even win a soul and tell them how to daggone title. Tell them how to profit. If you want a profit, you'll hear the cry of those that are lost. Don't make no sense. Want people to come to you. What is God saying? You don't even know yourself because if you knew, you will be out there amongst them and say, God, where do you want to position me today? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me talk to the offended right now. Quit trying to justify yourself and say what you're doing. If you're doing it, so be it. If you're doing it, so be it. God want the lame to walk. He want the blind to see. He want the deaf to hear. And we're just staying amongst ourselves because our house is okay. Then when it's tore up, we want to cry louder. But it's somebody else out there that's crying too. And you need to ask God to touch your heart and see who they are. God, wherever I am, help me to talk to somebody that need to be talked to. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. Me and my husband, we'll go out to eat, and I'm sitting there, and my husband know me. I'm sitting there, and there's a lady across from me. I ain't saying nothing to my husband. I'm going to get my food. I'm sitting down. I looked at my husband. I said, I got to talk to that lady. He said, I know you do. And I said, can you come here? Have a seat right here. The lady eyes got just as big. God was telling her things that she knew. When God bring you a word, you already know. God ain't going to bring you no strange nothing. You know what you're doing. Quit trying to come up with something. She knew. She knew. And the whole time we eating, she had the kids looking at me out the corner of my eye. And then they'll turn around and go, I'm saying, "Uh uh-huh, you see Jesus. You see Jesus up in here today. So everywhere we go, when I have to move, I'm going to move. I don't care what color you are. I'm going to tell you what God, I don't care how hungry I am. When we walked into Olive Garden, the apostle, lady sitting over there in the corner, I went over there politely, sat right beside and said, God said, and got up and went about my business. I ain't stay there for her to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I ain't got time for that. You give God glory for what God just done. Because it ain't about me. Everywhere I go, I want my light to shine. It ain't about me. It's about him. I want them to know that there is a God amongst you. A God that can heal, deliver, and set you free. When you get over trying to be seen, then you can move for Jesus. You want to leave your name and not his. Ain't about I'm this and I'm that. No, it's about give him glory. Thank you. No, you thank God. Because it's because of him that you got this word. Ain't because I want to do nothing. Y'all better come off your high horse. 
feeling that it's always you ain't got nothing to do with you. It's all about him and this word. Come off of Facebook dealing with you. Every time you turn around, Facebook is rich because of you. Every time you get up there and tell your business, he rich. And we keep going up there. Why? You addicted. Get off the drug addicts. You addicted. You can't even stay off Facebook. Not one minute. But not. Tell people seven day challenge on Facebook. That wasn't long enough. Wasn't long enough. Some people wouldn't even tell me they took the challenge because they know they weren't going to take it. Because that's their lifeline. That's free. But when the charge come up on Facebook, let's see what happened. You probably robbed God to pay Facebook. You're going to find you some money then when you couldn't find no money. Can't find money for nothing else, but you'll find it for Facebook when they tell you you're going to charge you. Y'all must think y'all up under a crazy person. Nope. You up on the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth is what's going to set you free. So get over feeling and begin to walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm not going to say that we shouldn't feel. We should. But we should not feel more what we're feeling than we're feeling the word. Yes, we hurt and we cry. That's why God gave us tears. But after you get over snotting, Begin to rise up and say, God, whoa, it's me. But this is what you have to say unto me to restore my soul. Our souls need to be restored, y'all. It's time to come out of feeling and to get into faith. I'm just giving you a partake. I'm letting you partake from what he's given me. God said it's not about feeling. It's about faith. Get over feeling through the word. That's your antidote. The word is your medicine. Whatever, however you're feeling, get in the word and you can get over that feeling. Amen. Isn't God a good God? Isn't he worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He is so, 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 so worthy and so loving. Isn't he though? Isn't he? I tell you, I just love him. I love him because he first loved me. This beautiful daughter sitting here looking at me, and I'm coming to her. Can you stand right there, sweetie?